and welcome to episode 60 of Game of Wines, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I'm Olivia. I'm Gabby. I'm Chris. And I'm Rico. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the unenthusiasm. <laughs> we have Hello. a new host that is officially joining us, Rico. Finally. Yeah, finally. Finally. He's been a guest on our pod for a while, but I said, pod. why not? You cut the rope. Make him a part of it. What? scissors. Cut the rope. <laughs> so today we will be discussing Tyrion chapter 7 in A Game of Thrones, so make sure you have read the chapter before listening. On to Chris with the news. Uh, news that I have is about House of the Dragon, how it finished out. If anyone has seen House of the Dragon, it was fantastic. Spoilers. But House of the Dragon, this one has no spoilers. Okay. No spoilers in this one. Um, just how it finished out on the ratings. Um, mm. It finished out on a high note. Uh, so it finished about a month ago. I know, it seems like... It's yesterday. already been a month. Yeah. yeah. Um, right? And so it finished out number three, um, based on the top ten most watched streamed and streamed shows from October 17th to the 23rd. So when it finally finished. Is that just HBO for streaming? No, it's all, like, all the streaming services wow. that mm. were at that time. So the number one was The Watcher. Yeah, that The second sense. one... Enough was A School of Good and Evil, and the third was House of the Dragon. But House of the Dragon finished off with 1.013 billion minutes watched. Wow. Wow. Um, House of the Dragon, uh, yeah, it's clocking over a billion minutes watched. Um, and the real front runner that it had to go up against was the Lord of the Rings show that was cut, that came out called Rings of Power, which... I've only watched some of, so gotta get. But I heard that one didn't do as well as everyone thought it was going. No, to. No, it actually came in like really low, uh, with only five hundred and seventy million minutes watched uh, during. So it that beat it by quite a bit. Yeah, double. Yeah. Almost double. So, I mean, I've House Rings of Power was okay. We watched some of it, but um, you know, we're kind of Lord of the Rings heads here too. But uh, some of us, half of us, are. But, uh, yeah, I thought House of the Dragon did great. So that was just the news. It came from uh, winterscoming.net. Cool. But uh, quite a good viewership there. Mm-hmm. Though I wish it was number one. Yeah. But it's all right. Uh, so uh, continuing on with the Targaryen Thursday facts that um, George has been tweeting. This one is Queen Alysanne Targaryen, also known as Good Queen Alysanne. I don't know if I'm saying that right. She was mother to 13 Targaryen children and the most prolific Targaryen parent in history. Although she outlived many of her children, she did see her descendants on the Iron Throne. Hmm. And now from George... That's a win. Yeah, you know. Hmm. Out of the 13. Um, on to George R. R. Martin's blog. He did post something on the 16th. Um, he apparently had an illustrated Targaryen history, Rise of the Dragon, released on October 25th. So novel? I guess it's just an illustrated version of it. I don't know. So it's probably got like kind of little like pictures novel. here and there. Yeah. 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 It's, um, it's got to be like the the book that we have for Blood and Fire and Blood. Yeah. It's got little pictures in it. Yeah. 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 And like like with the like with the Harry Potter books, you can get like illustrated. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also, he recently did an interview with David Anthony Durham, which was one of his 
writers on another show that he's doing called Wild Cards. I know I've mentioned it before. Mm. Um, there is a whole YouTube video that was released. I didn't really watch a lot of it, but I will post the link so you guys can... Y'all can watch it yourselves. Watch it if you, you want. want. Yes. All right, on to me. Yes. All right. Last episode, uh, Rob and Catelyn were reunited with each other at Moat Caitlin and discussed battle plans. Caitlin. Caitlin, sorry. Frick. There's no T in that. Well, one. there's Catelyn and then Caitlin. Yeah, I see Caitlin. the yeah. <laughs> Um They decide that they will split the army into two groups. One group that will go on foot down the King's Road while the other group goes on horses. They will go across the river and trap Tywin. Today's episode, Tyrion meets with his father uh, at the inn, along with the Vale Mountain clansmen that Tyrion met up with before. Tyrion and Tywin discuss war plans and then learn about Rob Stark's army is advancing on them. Tywin promises the clansmen a rich reward if they fight on his side. We don't have any wine tonight. Um, we had Marg's. We did. We, we went to a new taco yeah. place um, the, in the, our town. The wine of the night is Marg's. And they were good. Tequila. They were good. (laughs) Uh, So our wine rule, we are on wine wine rule number 27, which says grapes come in families. Here are some important ones. (laughs) And they, he lists a bunch of them. I'm just going to read, just list them. I'm not going to go through every single word on this page. (laughs) Because there's a lot. I like grapes. So there's Bordeaux, which is like your Cabernet, Merlot. Sauvignon Blanc. French. All that. Burgundy, which is like Pinot Noir, Chardonnay. Um, and then Rhone in southern France. I honestly do not recognize any names of those wines on this list. Also French. There's Loire? 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 L-O-I-R-E? Loire? Loire? Sure. Okay. Sounds right to me, man. Um, <laughs> there's Italy North and Italy South. Which has like Pinot Grigio, well, Pinot Grigio, Vermentino, Moscato. You're funny, Chris. <laughs> There's Teutonic, which is like Riesling. Mm. Heard of I, that one? Heard of that one? <laughs> uh, Iberian, which has like Palomino. He's Iberian. Garna- <laughs> I'm <with> Iberia. <laughs> oh, I thought you were. <laughs> Uh, oh my bad. Then there's Central slash Eastern Europe, and then the New World. What is the New World? It says very few grapes, aside from South Africa's Pinotage, have a distinctly New World bearing. Although some are more identified with their adopted home. Pinotage. Like Zinfandel and Shiraz are two that effectively crafted new identities. Shiraz. Heard of, heard of Zinfandel before. Well, like a white Zinfandel. Shiraz used to be one of my um, my grandmother's favorites. So this says, if this seems titled toward Western Europe, especially France, Chris, like you said, that's because nearly all the fine wine grapes grown around the world today originated there. So that Cabernet, as California as it may feel, is still originally an immigrant from Bordeaux. So a lot of it comes from France. France. France, Francois. Good at wine. So this is super random, and it's only because I've visited. You know that oh. it's supposed to be like everyone thinks it's France. It's actually Spain. Spain is who has like the most. Oh, yeah. Interesting. And that, that is the fact of the day, brought to you by Gabby. 
and traveled, haven't you? Um, I've been I'm cultured. I've been places. I've been places. <laughs> <laughs> <And> special. <laughs> okay, so it has been quite a while since we've had a Tyrion chapter. Woo! So I am just going to summarize really quick what happened in the last one. He's been kind of on the move. Yeah. There's not been a lot going on with him. Well, but he almost went to the moon door and now, you know. <laughs> he's got, here. He's got places to go. So in the last Tyrion chapter, um, Tyrion had just won his trial by combat, thanks to Bronn. After that, Bronn and Tyrion set out on the high road all alone. Bronn swears to protect Tyrion during their travels. Then the mountain clansmen run into them. They threaten to kill Tyrion and Bronn, but Tyrion gets out of that situation by telling them that he will give them the Vale of Arryn. <laughs> so... It's yeah. a bold statement, man. Funny. It's a lot. I to, forgot that. You know, I'll just yeah. give you all that. That's yours. I'll just give it to you. Is it yours to and give? They are don't worry about it. Stupid enough. Yeah, they don't to know. To go along with it. Yeah. You can do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so back to the current yeah, chapter. <laughs> Tyrion has gathered a force of over three hundred mountain clansmen, with Gunther, son of Gurn, who is collecting even more. Um, they're now traveling with Tyrion and Bronn. Gunther. 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 Chella, daughter of Czech of the Black Ears, one of the clan chiefs, has gone ahead of the rest to scout. She returned and informed them that there was an army at the crossroads with 20,000 men. Their banners are red with a golden lion. What a coincidence. Hmm. Rawr. Rawr. It just seems, it seems a little bit like a nod to like, they're not Northmen. But it totally seems like a nod to a little bit of, like, Viking stuff there. Gunter. Gunter. Yeah. Gunter and so, the clansmen. obviously, the banners with red and a golden lion, that could be none other than the Lannisters. Starks. Oh. Oh. Oh, whoops. Close. That's a, that was close. <laughs> Different animal. Rats. Bronn and Tyrion think that this could either be Tywin or Jaime. Good guess. Tyrion, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Tyrion wondered what his father would think of this little army because Tyrion himself didn't even know what to think of them. He's not sure if he is their captor or their commander. We're going to find out. I think that's kind of funny. <laughs> um, Tyrion states that it may be best that he meets his father alone without the clansmen first before bringing them in. So a couple of leaders expressed that they did not like this idea because they do not trust him. One of them, yeah. One of them, uh, Shaga, insists that he will accompany Tyrion to meet his father. Shaga threatens that if Tyrion does not return, he will cut off his manhood and feed him to the goats. Oh. oh. And then he reassures everyone that he will, in fact, return. <laughs> <laughs> Chella asks why they should trust him because lords just like him have lied to the clansmen before. Tyrion gives in and says that Chella, Shaga, and Khan from the Stone Crows, Ulf, Ulf from the Moon Brothers, and Timit from the Burned Men can accompany him to meet his father. He instructed the rest to wait there until he sends for them. And then he says, try not to kill anyone while I'm gone. Y'all bunch of crazies. Yeah. <laughs> just don't kill anybody. Just don't right? kill just, each other. Just relax. That's all I ask of you. <laughs> Make some wine. Tyrion mounts his horse and sets off immediately, giving them the choice to either follow or be left behind. He didn't really care so long as they did not sit down and talk for a day and a half. This was a problem he had with the clansmen. They had the view that everyone's voice should be heard in council, so they argued about everything. 
Bronn rode with him, and after a bit, the five clansmen that Tyrion had named followed behind them. The Stone Crows rode together, and Chella and Ulf stayed close together as the Moon Brothers and Black Ears had close ties. Timmet rode alone because every clan in the Mountains of the Moon feared the burned men. They burned themselves to prove their courage, and others said that even roasted their babies at their feasts. Jesus. Oh my gosh. In addition, the other burned men feared Timmet because he gouged out his own eye with a white hot knife. Usually, a man would burn a nipple or a finger, but Timmet's choice... A nipple? Yeah. They would just, <laughs> like, just to, like, prove themselves, that would be, like, customary to burn really, a nipple or a finger. But Timmet's choice... i burn my nipple. But Timmet's choice put all of the other burned men in awe, and they named him a red hand, which is some sort of war chief. <laughs> because I burned something other way than worse. My nipple. Other than my nipple. Way worse. I'm just, you know... Yeah. He right, literally cut his eye out of his face. You win. You, you know what? You went without the nipple. That's cool. He took his eye, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> and now they consider him a war chief. When sense. Tyrion heard this story of Timmet, he said to Bronn, I wonder what their king burned off. That's actually a very good point because if he like gouged out his eye and he's a war chief, yeah. what do you think the king would have done for that? Nut. Yeah. You think? He took a yeah, nut. both. Both of Both them. Both of them. <laughs> all of it. All three. All three. <laughs> or he just burned his dick. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Bron grinned but kept his mouth shut around Timmet because even he was intimidated by him, which is saying a lot because Bron, I feel like, is very... <laughs> well, Bron's like, well, I'm pretty savage, but I wouldn't saying. take my eye. He's kind of fearless. Like, he's yeah. like, ah, that dude's crazy. Not, I think he's intimidated more like he's nuts. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So as they were traveling to the crossroads, watchers peered down from the towers watching them travel. Tyrion also saw a raven take off, which there's another symbolism of the raven. I feel like that's all throughout this book. Symbolism. They then reached the first strong point. It was a low wall about four feet tall with a dozen crossbow men. Tyrion stopped the party and asked, who commands here? The captain quickly appeared and recognized Tyrion as his lord's son. He quickly offered them an escort who led them past blackened fields and burnt holdfasts down to the riverlands and the green fork of the trident. Tyrion saw no bodies, but there had definitely been fighting here recently. What was important about the green fork? I don't know. You want to tell us? I do. Go ahead. That's where Bobby B smashed that dude's chest plate in. I thought that was the trident. The green fork and the trident. Oh, of the trident. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> That's where Arya before was looking for the rubies, the rubies. from his chest plate mm-hmm. that Bobby B put his hammer into. Very good. Yeah. R.I.P. Bobby B. Yes. Pour one out. <clears throat> the captain led them to a barricade of sharpened stakes manned by pikemen and archers. Behind the barricade was a camp that spread far out. There were hundreds of campfires with men sitting under trees and with their blades with the Lannister banners flying. A party of mounted horsemen rode up to the party to challenge them. Tyrion recognized their leader and addressed him as Sir Flemet. He is part of the force commanded by Lord Tywin at the Riverlands. Flemet was surprised to see Tyrion because he thought he was dead. He then questions Tyrion about his company, companions. He informs Flemet that they are bosom friends and loyal retainers. And then he asks where his father is. Bosom friends. He really doesn't want to talk to anyone except his dad right now. <laughs> Flemet informs him that Tywin had taken the inn at the crossroads for his quarters. Tyrion found this ironic because this was the same inn that Tyrion had been abducted at. 
<laughs> Tyrion plans to see him around. at once. We're back around to square one. <laughs> Full circle. Full circle. Flemming commanded the armed men to let Tyrion through, and they did so. So, Tywin's camp is pretty big. It spreads over leagues. So, one league equals over three miles. Tyrion noticed that Chella's guess at 20,000 was not far from wrong. Wow. Common men camped out in the open while the knights were in tents and the lords erected pavilions as large as houses. He noticed that the Presters, Craycalls, the Marbrands, and the Liddens were present, which I'm assuming all of those are um, bannermen. bannermen to the Lannisters. Yeah. The clansmen were in awe of how many people were there. This was good because the more impressed they were with the power of the Lannisters, the easier they would be to command, which... I agree with because he's offering them a mighty fine prize for yeah. accompanying the him. entire veil. Yeah, which I don't is that his to give? Like nope. he would no. do that? Not even close. Right. No. Not even close like, to give. I I didn't think so. And I'm but pretty sure they wouldn't give it anyways to clansmen. Right. Period. Right. <laughs> they would give it to another house. house. Right. That's not a house. <laughs> Uh, when they arrived at the inn, it was very much as he remembered. Gallows had been erected outside of the inn, and the body that hung from it was the innkeeper, Masha Heddle. If we remember her, she was the one that had, like, the red-stained teeth Ew. when they were there last because of all the beets that she ate. Didn't she also oh. give up Tyrion, so that's why she's being hung? I think so. Yeah. I think so. She Well, she let it happen yeah. in her, so yeah. Tywin was not having that happen. Yeah. Boys emerged from the stables to tend to their horses. The clansmen were not sure about this, but Tyrion reassured them that the boys will not steal their horses or harm them. Hmm. I swear. I promise. They won't. I promise. <laughs> I swear to God. I know they look a little... This has missing an eye, but, you know, <laughs> we're good. So there were two guards in Lannister colors that stood outside of the inn. Um, Tyrion asked them where his father was. They told him that he was in the common room. He then told one of the guards to get the clansmen meat and mead, and then he entered to see his father. Um, do we have a book or should is this all? No, that's all okay. right there. Yep. All right. So from page six eleven in the book, I have a little quote here. Um, Tywin Lannister, Lord of Cashley Rock and Warden of the West, was in his middle fifties, yet hard as a man of twenty. Mm. He's in good shape. Yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Mid-50s, but looking like a 20-year-old. Just oh, introducing him. As soon as him. I heard myself yeah. say, yeah, he is, I was like, ooh, that was a little yeah, excited. Yeah, <laughs> Just introduce his character. Relax, ooh. Gabby. Put it down. Sorry. I really <laughs> like Tywin, apparently. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Subconsciously. Um, even seated, he was tall with long leg, long legs, broad shoulders, and a flat stomach. You all right? Small <laughs> flustered. Got daddy issues. Okay. <laughs> daddy Tywin. Oh my god! Stop. Okay, his thin arms were corded with muscle. His once thick golden hair had begun to recede. Um, he had commanded his barber to shave his head. Oh, you're going so bald. he's bald. Gotta go bald. Yeah, we gotta type. I screamed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> um, Lord Tywin did not believe in half measures, so he's like, I can't have all my hair. Yeah. 
Buzz it. It's all gone. Buzz it. Take it off. I don't need that. He razored his lip and chin as well, but kept his side whiskers, the great thickets of wiry golden hair that covered most of his cheeks from ear to jaw. So his sideburns. So he got like some mutton chops? Sounds like it. Yeah. <laughs> you write, you write this down, man. Ball with mutton chops. I'm just like, you writing this down, Gabby's type, apparently. Um, <laughs> his eyes were a pale green flecked with gold. A fool, a fool more foolish than most had once jested that even Lord Tywin's shit was flecked with gold. <laughs> so he's shit. Gold slogger. <laughs> um, some said that the man was still alive deep in the bowels of Casterly Rock. So, Tywin Lannister's profile from A Song of Ice and Fire. Wiki. Sorry. Yeah. Ice Fire Wiki. God, my brain's just not working today, guys. Um, Tywin is a calculating, intelligent, politically astute, ruthless, and controlling man. He dedicates his life and efforts towards maintaining the Lannister's prestige and ensuring House Lannister is respected or at least feared. Tywin is a proven battle commander who leads from the rear mm. <laughs> and has a... <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, bro. <laughs> and has a powerful presence combined with an intimidating gaze. Yeah, he's got he the is. smolder. He sure does. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Tywin. <laughs> Did she do that like that? He leads from the back. <laughs> Tywin Lannister is an able and shrewd ruler who brought great prosperity during his ten- tenure yep. as the king's hand. He's especially talented at the raising of funds, leading to leading to a persistent jest that he must shit gold. <laughs> Tywin is more respected than loved in the Westerlands, and he is remembered by remembered in King's Landing for the sack. <laughs> What's the sack? Like bedroom? No. <laughs> no. No. I for, I think I forgot to put that the in the sa- notes. The sack is when I think I know what it is. But I think that's when <laughs> he went and went into uh, King's Landing and took out Mad King. Um, he's not the one who did that though. I mean, he like he did all of it, and then Jamie came in and was like <laughs> right in the back. Mm. But Jamie was there guarding. I was gonna say he's known for how he is in the sack. The sack of King's Landing was the final battle in Robert's Rebellion taking place close to a year after the war had begun. Soldiers of House Lannister sacked King's Landing. Okay. Yep. All right. Makes sense. So I was right. Um, Yes, you were. Tywin loves his elder children, Queen Cersei and Sir Jaime, but despises Tyrion. This is partly because Tyrion's a dwarf, but also because Tywin blames his youngest son for causing his beloved wife Joanna's death during his birth, um, as well as shaming the family name with his frequent frequent whoring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tywin um, is the firstborn of Titos. Yep. Titos Lannister and Jane Marbrand. According to legend, the baby bit the finger of his grandsire, Lord Gerald Lannister. He was the hand of the king to um, King Aerys Targaryen II. So he came out fighting. Yeah, he did. He was fighting. Brutal. Didn't stop till the very end. <laughs> Not the end. Anyway. <laughs> Sir, mm. Sir Kevin Lannister, um, Tywin's only surviving brother, was sharing a flagon of anal... Anal? Wow. <laughs> wow. 
What's going on here? <laughs> having some issues, apparently. Ale. Ale. Oof. Yeah. His brother's. You got, you got too much Tywin on the brain right now. Oh my god. <laughs> From the rear. Oh my gosh. Oh, I'm hot. <laughs> okay. Um, he's so he's sharing a flagon of ale <laughs> with Lord Tywin when Tyrion entered the common room. Tyrion says hello to his uncle and his father. Um, Tywin does not stir from his chair, but he did look at him for a long moment and commented that obviously the rumors of his death were not true. Old blooded. <laughs> oh, oh, so you're still alive. Oh, oh you're still alive. Right. All right, good to know. Um, Tyrion apologizes for disappointing him with this, and he says, no need to leap up and embrace me. I wouldn't want you to strain yourself. Backhanded. <laughs> Every time. He crosses the room to join their table, very conscious of how his stunted legs made him waddle with every step. Whenever his father's eyes were on... You guys can't do that. Um, Whenever his eyes were on him, his father's eyes were on him, he became uncontrollably aware, uncomfortably aware, wow, of his deformities. Kind of you to go go to war for me. He got into his chair and helped himself to some ale. Tywin um, compared Tyrion to his brother, saying that Jamie would have never submitted to capture at the hands of a woman. Mm-hmm. Tyrion replied that Jamie is also taller. True. <laughs> <laughs> Tywin explains that the honor of House Lannister was at stake after Tyrion's capture, and that is why they had no chance but to go to war, because no one sheds Lannister blood without consequences. Mm. Tyrion says that none of his blood was actually shed, although it was close once or twice. Tywin asks if Tyrion would need men, and Tyrion informs him that he has some of his own, and then changes the subject and asks how his father, asks his father how the war is going. His uncle answers and says, well enough. Sir Edmure has scattered small groups of forces along the Riverlands to stop the Lannisters from raiding. Tywin and himself were able to destroy most of them before they could regroup. Tywin says that Jaime destroyed the forces outside of the walls of Riverrun. Sir Edmure Tully was taken captive with many of the Riverrun knights and bannermen. Lord Blackwood, Lord Blackwood led a few survivors back to Riverrun where Jaime has them under siege. The rest fled to their own strongholds and the other river lords have dispersed to their own lands. Sir Kevin says that he and Tywin have been marching on and conquering each of the river, river lords' lands. This left only the phrase and the Malisters to oppose them. Tywin informed Tyrion that it is no matter because the phrase will only involve themselves if a victory is certain and the Malisters lack the strength to fight alone. Once Jamie takes River Run, both the phrase and the Malisters will bend the knee. So, um, House Malister is one of the most prominent noble houses from the Riverlands. Mm-hmm. They are a prouder lineage than their overlord of House Tully, it says. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Wow, we didn't hear a whole lot about them in the show, then. No, yeah. we didn't. Interesting. They over Tullys. Because we just thought the Tullys was just where they just ran the river run. Yeah. Right? But I guess the Malisters... Is, well, they're, the, are, the Malisters are older, helping. but the Tullys are... Stronger. They're not stronger, they've been there longer. So they're saying like they have more lineage to that area. So they've always been there where the Tullys are newer. Mm-hmm. Um, so Tywin's only concern is if the Starks and the Aarons come forth to oppose them. Tyrion tells his father that the Aarons are nothing to be concerned about, but the Starks are another matter. However, Tywin informs him that Lord Eddard is their hostage and is being kept in a dungeon under the Red Keep. Oh man. 
Kevin makes a good point and says that Rob Stark, however, has called the banners and sits at Moat Kaelin with a strong army surrounding him. Tywin doesn't seem worried about this and says that Rob's just a child. There's no reason to be concerned with him. Okay. 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 A little cocky. Famous last words right there. Tyrion realized that things had gotten interesting since he had gone. He since he was gone. He questions how Cersei managed to persuade King Robert to agree to taking his best friend hostage. Well, you see what happened was. Yeah, there was this boar. That's just crazy. Like we don't realize. Like Tyrion has no idea idea what's going on. Like a whole bunch of stuff went down. He's just been out there with the clansmen, just hanging out. Yeah. Um. This is when Tywin informs him that Robert is dead and that Joffrey rules King's Landing. This doesn't fool Tyrion. He says, my sister, you mean, insinuating huh. that she's the one pulling the strings, not Joffrey. I like that he, like, just he calls knows. it out as it is. That's what he knows. Yeah. Yeah. He's not going to pretend it's anything different. Yep. He reflects on the fact that with Cersei ruling, things will be very, very different. Indeed they will. Yes, they will. She's crazy. Tywin has a command for Tyrion to handle Mark Piper and Carl Vance. Carl? Carol? Carl, I think. Carol? I don't know. Carl. I'm going to go with Carl. Carl. K-A-R-Y-L. Carl. Carl. Carl Vance, um, <laughs> who have been raiding Jamie's supplies train, supply trains across the Red Fork, and Beric Dondarrion, who has been harassing Tywin's foraging parties. Um, Tyrion's not impressed and replies to his father. Ordinarily, I'd be glad to punish such rudeness, father, but the truth is I have pressing business elsewhere. <laughs> <clears throat> Tyrion is clearly not very impressed with the task his father set before him. Um, he says on page six, 614, Father, it warms my heart to think that you might entrust me with, what, 20, 50 men? Are you sure you can spare that many? Well, no matter. If I should come across Thoros or Lord Beric, I shall spank them both. First, though, I have promise, I have some promises of my own to keep. I shall require 3,000 helms and as many... Hauberks. Plus swords, pikes, steel spearheads, battle axes, gauntlets, g- gorgets, greaves, breastplates, wagons to carry all of this as well. He was interrupted by the door opening suddenly and loudly behind him. The captain of the guard came flying across the room and sh- with Shaga and the other clansmen following. Tyron asks who this is and Tyrion says, They followed me home, father. Can I keep them? <laughs> they don't eat much. <laughs> <laughs> Shaggy insists that they are free men and they have right and they have a right to sit on all war councils. I don't know about that. Yeah, it depends <laughs> on who you're pledging fealty to. Exactly. Which council you want to be on? Tyrion introduces the clansmen to everyone in the room. He then introduces introduces his father to the clansmen along with all of his titles. May I present my lord, Father Tywin, son of Tydos of House Lannister, Lord of Castle Rock. Horn of the West, Shield of Lannisport, and once future Hand of the King. And once and future Hand of the King. Lord Tywin rose and said that even in, in the West they have heard the, pro- the prowess of the warrior clans and asked what brings them here. The clansmen say that a promise of horses, soak, and, see- and steel. Tyrion was going to tell his father how he proposed to conquer the Vale of Arryn, but he, has, but he was never given the chance. The door slammed open again. It was a messenger with a message from Sir Adam that the Sark army is moving down the King's Road. 
Tywin said, So, the wolfling is leaving his den to play along with the lions. Play among the lions. Splendid. Return to Sir Adam and tell him, Fall back. He's not to engage the Northmen until we arrive. But I want him to harass their flanks and draw them farther south. The messenger said, It will be as you command. And then he left. Sir Kevin pointed out to Tywin that they are plenty well situated. They are close to the ford and are surrounded by pits and spikes. So, they come south, they are in no need to fret. Tyron replied that Rob may hang back or lose his courage when they see the numbers of the Lannister army, but he wants the battle with the Starks to be over sooner than later. So... Isn't that how you normally want to fight to go? True, but there's a reason why. He wants to be free to deal with Stannis Baratheon. Mm. Uh-oh. Stannis is back in the picture. Another family in the picture. Uh-oh. He, sell, he tells Sir Kevin to gather the army and send word to Jamie that he is marching against Rob Stark. Tywin turned to the clansmen and asked them to ride with him against the Starks. Ah, and they shall have everything that Tyrion has promised them. Really? They well, like, agreed. Well, like Tyrion said, he didn't have a chance to tell them that he was going to conquer right. the Vale area and give it to the <laughs> They'll people. have everything I promised. That's, uh, a, that's a tomorrow problem. Yeah. Not a today problem. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to fight, and then whoever lives will tell them, sorry. So they agree to the terms, but only if Tyrion fights as well. Until they are given what is promised, Tyrion's life is in their hands. Joy, Tyrion said with a resigned smile. And So, they're moving. Mm-hmm. They haven't really said battle plans of what they're going to do, but Jamie's going to march against Rob, and then we have another person that's going to be fighting the Lannisters, though. Mm-hmm. So, is Rob's army the one, because we talked about this last week, is Rob's army the one that's coming t- down the King's Road? So, Rob's army... Or is it army- the other army? So Rob's army is the one that's... Let me get this straight. Rob's army is the one that is coming down the King's Road, a smaller force. And And that's going to draw them back, and then Umber's force is going to help Edmure. Mm -hmm. So that's that's what's going on. And Jaime is... Now we see Jaime's biting at the bit, right? Yeah. But the Lannisters are holding back. Tywin's forces are holding back to deal with someone else. Someone very important. So, discussion questions that we have for this week is, do we think having the clansmen fight for the Lannisters will help them against the Starks? Um. What do we think? I think they're kind of a liability. I think that they're, they're very... What am I trying to say? Um, they're very unpredictable. I think that there's a plan in place, and Tywin clearly is going to use them as a bait. Yeah, and I think that, so. Oh, yeah. And he doesn't... I mean, that's another question, but he clearly doesn't care about his son, but he's using them as bait. So he's going to use them... Like, wh- you. Wh- yeah, why, yeah, yeah, why else would you not... You'd be like, yeah, you can fight for us. You're first, though. I was going to say, they're like the first line people. Yeah, they're like, he's like, you're first. Go ahead. Like, you're fighting for us. So they're the bait. And then he'll come in and swoop in and kill them. So it's it's kind of like a... Bait and switch. Yeah. Would that would that like ruin Rob Stark's plans at all? Not a no. Well, it depends on where he's using them. Is he using them with Jamie or is he using them with his own forces? Because if it is using it with his own forces, then yes, it will. But if he's using it with Jamie's, then that's what was already. Mm-hmm. 
planned by Rob, so. Rob is planned to what? Go against how many people? How many people is he predicting to go up against? So he has, I think uh, it was, like, was 18,000 was what Rob planned was for. planned for. And Rob, or no, Rob has 18. They have 20. So he's planning for 20,000. But he's doing two separate forces on two separate fronts. So he has two smaller on other yeah, s- different like, sides like, of the rivers, but he's trying to. He's got eight thousand. He's trying to split Jamie and Tywin up, so which is kind of successfully happening. But nine and nine. Not, yeah, nine and nine. Yeah, so we'll see what what happens with that. Mm-hmm. I don't I mean, know what they got. He got three hundred. But also, Tywin Tyrion. Tyrion has three hundred added to the twenty thousand. But so also, what did yeah? But what did Ned say about Northmen? That one Northman is worth three South. Yeah. Oh yeah. So Ooh, yep. you don't doubt the yeah how they fight, and also you have yeah you have Tywin who's a seasoned battle commander, but you also have all these people that Rob's got that are seasoned as well. Yeah, and Jamie. Well, Jamie too, but he's not fighting with Tywin. Yeah, exactly. Sure. They're separated, but then you have. I forgot about that. But you do have Rob has several high-ranking dudes that know what they're doing. Yeah. So. It's not just a bunch of young guns like Rob. I think that's where Tywin's taking this. He's not looking at the who is fighting with Rob. Mm-hmm. But he did. He does. You do sense a little bit from him that he's doesn't question, or he's he's not questioning. He's not uh, underestimating Rob in that sense. He's giving him a little bit of credit. He's going okay. Well, yeah. He knows what he's. He doesn't know what he's doing, but he does but have a lot of stuff. Yeah. That's not good mm-hmm. for me. So, do you have any other comments on that one? Mm-mm. All right, second one is, do we think the Klansmen will get what is promised to them? No. No. Well, they got steel. <laughs> yeah. But the veil. They want the veil. There's no way. <laughs> Getting the veil. It's not even his to give away, so. Exactly. Did we meet the crazy lady in the tower? Right. I believe we did. Right. You got to take away from her first. Crazy lady <laughs> and her crazy And her crazy baby. Yeah. And he just weak. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's weak, but he's crazy. He's a child. So this is a tough one to unpack, but the last one is, will Tywin be upset if Tyrion were to actually lose his life in the battle? I think, I don't think he'll be upset because he doesn't like Tyrion. So I don't think he'll be upset that he lost Tyrion. I think he'll be upset that he lost a Lannister and they're going to realize, like, people are going to see that they lost a Lannister. Like, that's he, like, like he, it's literally just the name. That's exactly I think, what I was going to say. I yeah. think the other way around. I think that he wants... So I do think that he wants Tyrion gone. Yeah. But I think that Tyrion dying in battle sets more... It's better for the Lannisters in that sense than oh. him dying because then it goes well it was like he didn't honorable. have him killed off or he didn't get sick or whatever yeah. he, he died like an honorable it's a good way for him to right oh, he I died like an honorable death as a Lannister and then it's like well you killed my son yeah or, that's kind of what you know it's and then he could play that as that kind yeah. of yeah. way exactly. yeah. it gives him a reason you yeah. so yeah. his yeah. hatred yeah. for yeah he's gonna die I'm kind of cool with that, but then he but can I'm use that and take go, it off. you killed my yeah, son. You killed my youngest son, Tyrion. Use that to take over people. Exactly. Now he has more backing. More people are behind him. Like, oh, he lost his son. And he can spin it again. It's like, Rob went after a dwarf. He could do that? Like, you know, uh, like he went after a weak yeah. person. You're not a he man can to use fight him me. He wants. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like pawn is Tyrion is a pawn that he can use yeah. in, in a bad sense. So, altogether, no, he wouldn't be upset that he's dead. 
Because he can use it as an advantage. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But he can't him. kill him. Just kill no, him. No, I'm not saying Tyrion kill him. No. I'm saying no, like, yeah, if he dies. That's what, that's what I'm saying. What like, he can't advantage. just kill him. He's but like, he, he doesn't him want him there. Battle. Yeah. And he wants him, him gone. And this yeah. is just like a way of being like, well, I don't have to do it myself. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So speaking of Tyrion... Um, our Tyrion tidbit of the week is I try to know as many people as I can. You never know which one you'll need. Mm-hmm. Fits perfectly. Si, senor. I mean, he's got the clansman. <laughs> yeah. He got brawn. He got brawn. True. Yep. All right. Make sure you follow us on all of our social media. We have a Facebook page called Game of Wines, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast, and a Facebook group called Game of Wines podcast group. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Game of Wines 1 and on YouTube at Game of Wines Podcast. That is it for this week's episode of Game of Wines. Um, Next episode, we will be discussing Sansa Chapter 5. Thanks for listening.